Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 317 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Help us receive the nugget of wisdom you desire us to receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 6. Jesus continued to do good works, works of healing on the Sabbath, which always enrages the Pharisees. We see Jesus' love and compassion for people as he heals them regardless of the judgments of the leaders in the church. May we follow his example and do what is right, even if it isn't popular. Jesus spent an entire night in prayer before selecting his disciples. He sought the answers from his father in prayer, and he taught us the power of prayer as he prayed for the men who would start the church and spread the gospel once he departed. He even prayed about the one who would betray him. May we pray to God as Jesus did. Verse 19 shows us the healing power of God and says, And all the multitude were seeking to touch him, for healing power was all the while going forth from him and curing them all saving them from severe illnesses or calamities. Imagine Jesus having so much power within him that even his clothes had healing power flowing through them. We can call upon him today for his healing power. The Beatitudes are in this chapter as well, which remind us that we are blessed. I used to think things in life had to be perfect before I felt blessed. But in the Beatitudes, we see that we are blessed when things are far less than seemingly perfect in our world. The word Beatitudes means supremely blessed. Let us praise God for all his wonderful blessings. As you read about these, pick out one or two that are meaningful for you and write them down on note cards. In verse 28, Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies. This can be challenging, but if we think about Jesus hanging on the cross in excruciating pain, praying for his accusers, we may find that we can offer more mercy than we think we are able. His sacrifice and prayers save us all. Let's see what John has to say in 1 John chapter 5. This chapter is among the most encouraging chapters we read in the Word. Many of the verses are underlined in my Bible. First, John writes that anyone who believes that Jesus is the Son of God is a born-again child of God. We can praise him for his gift of eternal life. Verse 4 is especially encouraging and says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Victory is such a precious word. We all want victory over our lives in this broken world. May we keep our eyes and hearts turned toward God today. John tells us God listens to us and hears us. We are reminded the Lord cares deeply for us. John also tells us that our requests are granted. Last, John tells us to keep ourselves from idols. The Amplified Bible defines idols as false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God from any sort of substitute for him that would take first place in your life. We have read so much about idols throughout the Old Testament. May we continue to ask God to show us what we are putting in front of him and then ask for the strength to let it go. Let's see what Ezekiel is writing. God gave Ezekiel another message about the devastation and destruction coming to them. Of course, the people wouldn't believe either Jeremiah or Ezekiel but both of them continued to deliver the news. It was extremely sad for the Lord. In verse 6, he said, Sigh therefore, son of man, with breaking heart and with bitterness shall you sigh before their eyes. 
God wanted the people to know his heart was breaking over them. They would eventually understand the prophecies were true when Babylon comes to get them. We read about God taking the sword from its sheath and giving Babylon the sword of destruction. At one point, Babylon had to decide between going to war against the Ammonites or against Judah. They consulted false gods and arrows swung toward Judah. However, it was Almighty God that swung the arrows in Judah's direction. He predestined the Babylonian takeover of his people. Verse 27 says, I will overthrow, overthrow, overthrow it. This also shall be no more until he comes whose right it is to reign in judgment and in righteousness, and I will give it to him. We see God using repetition when he says the word overthrow three times in this verse. There is no retreat. God was intent on overthrowing his people. However, he also includes sending his son to judge the people one day. We serve a faithful God. We can be thankful he sent his son to save us all. In chapter 22, Ezekiel tells of Judah's abominations. The Lord talks about all their sin and says they are the dross or waste of silver. Verse 22 says they will be melted just as silver is melted because of their impurity. Their priests had done violence against his law and his holy things. The princes were like wolves destroying people's lives. The prophets shared false visions and lies with the people. The poor were wronged and the strangers were oppressed. In verse 30, God said he searched for a man that would stand in the gap before him, but he couldn't find anyone. He said, therefore, have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I repaid by bringing it upon their own heads. May the Lord find us standing in the gap and standing for him all the days of our lives. And remember, all of the things prophesied here were done in books we've read in the past. First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. So as you read this chapter, please go back and read the verses that are referenced here to help you remember that God did what he said he was going to do. We do serve a faithful God. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 136. The theme of this psalm is God's mercy and loving kindness. The end of each of the 26 verses says, For his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. One resource I found indicates this psalm was written by King David when the ark was returned to its rightful place. It may have been written after he danced and worshipped the Lord as the ark was brought to him. He writes about all the things God had done and gives God all the credit. He cannot stop writing about God's mercy. Our faith increases when we think about all the wonderful things God has done in our lives. May our hearts be renewed as we agree on and meditate on God's mercy and loving kindness. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your abundant mercy. You sent your son to save us from our sins. Thank you for covering us so that we can draw close to you. Thank you for choosing us to be yours. May our hearts receive your love and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.